Welcome to the BetterScope, sponsored by Remo Staff, Growth and Freedom with Remote Experts. And this episode's special sponsor, Smurfy Creative Video. In each episode, we interview successful people to understand how to be better. My special guest today is Steve Plummer, marketing strategist, copywriter, author, and speaker. Steve is a master in the art of marketing strategy and copywriting. He has consulted to and written promotions in more than 60 niches, from startups to major national speaker tours, and even in the corporate world where an I6-listed top 200 company retained his services for more than 18 months. Steve has devised strategy and written copy that has produced in just one client's world millions and millions of dollars in sale. Welcome to the Betterscope, Steve. Hey, Libra. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. Um, so I'm always starting my podcast, finding uh, where you're based, Steve. So I'm on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, um, a, a beautiful part of the world with beautiful beaches, beautiful hinterland. Um, yeah, I, I love living here. It's my, it's home and it's been home since about 1990. Yeah. Well, well, congratulations. You know, like I love, I love Sunshine State. I've been in a lot of places in Queensland, but not yet in Sunshine yeah. uh, uh, Coast. But again, looking forward to come there. Yeah, more um, than welcome. Uh, okay. So, uh, Steve, uh, tell me about your journey. How you come to where are you today? Mm, so I didn't, I haven't always been a copywriter, a writer, a marketer. I started my career as a high school teacher. Um, way way back when, and um, I was doing that job for just under twenty years. I was a high school teacher of English and geography and history, and then I was a head of faculty, and then I was a deputy principal. And I had four little kids at that time, um, and those those jobs they just two things. <sighs> I'd been in a school since I was five years old, and I just wanted to know if there was more out there, right? Um, you know, more, there's got to be more to life than just school, right? And so that got me very, very curious about what else I could do. Um, the other thing too is being a deputy principal is a very demanding job, right? You, I'm leaving very early in the morning, I'm getting home, you know, dinner time-ish and it's, um, it's, it's very taxing. And I, I really didn't feel I had a lot left for my own family, you know, by the time I got home. And so um, I... I was looking for ways to to you know, do better with life and and um, and I guess even feel more fulfilled. And and the other thing that I was doing at the time, I was a, a freelance journalist. I taught myself how to be a freelance journalist, and I was a um, one of Australia's leading boxing writers for a period of time there. And I, I did look at getting into journalism just because I really wanted to write for a living. And um, just with four little kids and a mortgage. It just, I, there just, there just wasn't the money in it, and so it, um, I, I stumbled upon copywriting. I went to one event, and um, from that moment, I was basically, I was, I kind of hooked, and I've just, I've worked really, really hard at it. I've, I've put my ten thousand hours in, as Malcolm Gladwell says, you know, to, to attain mastery, and, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of the very short version of. I guess a twenty-something, <laughs> a thirty-something year journey. So, yeah, and here we are today talking. 
Well, yeah, it's it's quite interesting, you know. Like, so uh, I have as well like two kids. Uh, so my daughter is already in uni, but I remember uh, going, you know, like when because we've uh, changed like several schools here in Australia, and you know, like always going and discuss with the principal, with deputy principals. So uh, I'm quite familiar, probably with a uh, few or. Well, I mean, principals and deputy principals of several schools in 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 Australia, and um, yeah, it was always for me was uh, you know fascinating how those teachers can take care of uh, my kids and actually of all other kids. So it's um, uh, yeah, so it, it's quite a journey. Uh, so uh, when you move to copywriting and when you're doing what you're doing right now, mm-hmm. um, what was your goal? probably maybe a part of money and a part of the uh, wealth for your family. Mm. It's really interesting. I, at that that event I mentioned that I was at, there was a, a guy sitting up the front, <clears throat> excuse me, a guy sitting up at the front of the room and he said, I have four kids, I work from home in my own hours and I earn six figures as a copywriter. And I just went, I need to meet that guy, you know, um, and because he was all working, uh, working long, long hours, being tied to, you know, to to the to the career. Um, I also had four little kids. Uh, I wasn't earning six figures in a school, and you know that was a real. Just that one statement was a real eye opener um, for me about wow, there there are other ways to live. You know, having been in a school since I was of one form or another, primary school, high school, university, back to school. Um, you know, it's a fairly narrow existence, if I could put it that way. And I don't mean to be disrespectful to anyone who did that. I mean, I did that for 20 years. But, you know, my 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 spirit was wanting more than just um, that that existence. And, yeah, it was just – it was that the, – the driver was uh, – it's, it's, it's a really interesting question, Luba. I think the driver was to leave what I was un, unhappy in doing, so away from, but also a towards – something better. So it was kind of like the the pusher and the puller that kind of working together, you know, to to help me move forward. It wasn't easy though, right? It was um it was pretty yeah, it was pretty scary. You know, I had I had a mortgage and four little kids. Um, you know, and um we had bills to pay. Um yeah, looking looking back. Like when you know and when you're in the um when you're in the the middle of something, you kind of you kind of don't necessarily appreciate what's going on. But when you look back and go, "Well, yeah, that was kind of scary. Like that that could have gone any way, right?" Um, but but here's actually here's an interesting thing, Lubo. Here's one thing that I learned from that experience. Well, it was, and this sounds quite woo woo, but when when you commit to something, it's just fascinating how the doors open up for you. And, um, you know, it's almost like that, how the universe supports you. You know, I just I just know that when I committed and I worked hard, um, things fell into place, um, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, look, I definitely understand. And, uh, you know, one of my uh, personal approach and why I'm doing what I'm doing is because I love to be free and uh, I do respect freedom of others. And I'm trying actually in, well, in Remostop, we're trying to bring freedom to others. So I do really understand uh, uh, why you've been uh, moving uh, into this direction. Uh, 
But also, like, uh, so my understanding is that you've been in geography, teaching geography, and then you moved to copywriting. So it's a bit like uh, different areas. Like, uh, I will say even like a probably different uh, part of the brain. Uh, geography probably is more logical, where copywriting is more uh, emotional, expressive. Also, how, how you were able to combine two of them or how you're transitioning to another one? Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that helped, well, this, uh, that's probably a multi-layered answer. One of the things that helped me, I, I did have an ability to write because I was making money, not a lot, but I was making money as a freelance journalist, right? So I did have an ability to write. But one of, and this is one thing that I think in terms of copywriting and sales language is that people think to be good at it, you have to be a good writer, you know, and, and what I learned is, is that that actually isn't the case. You know, copywriting is about how you structure something. It's not about being a good writer. And so when you learn how to structure things, you actually throw out about 80% of what you were taught at school, right? And, and when you think about it, when you're taught at school, you're taught to get right to get good grades. The only grade that you get when you're copywriting is the amount of sales, right? And so they're, they're two, they're, it's a very different dynamic. Um, and, and so it's a, it, for me, it was about learning how to structure things in a way that was going to move people emotionally, like you said, you know, to get them to um, say yes to a, whatever it is that you're proposing. So it, it, it was kind of part of me, but I also had to throw out much of what I knew. And, and the good news in all of that, if anyone any listener is interested in, and if you're in business, you probably should be interested in copywriting because it's a very big lever to pull um, to, to, um, you know, to help the business grow. Um, but it's about understanding and knowing the fundamentals of what makes people buy and then writing to that structure. That's the key thing, right? It's not about, I'm not creative. I'm not a good writer. You know, if you, you tell your stuff that you're going to be stuck forever because it's not about that, right? It's not about good writing. You know, a lot of the stuff I, I, I put out, which is successful, is also very grammatically incorrect. And it would get, at best, a C if it was being marked in an English sense, right? But that's not the point of it. The point is to make a sale. So I would encourage anyone, you know, who thinks they are not a good writer, that doesn't mean you can't sell with the, word, with the written word when you know how. Well, I mean, this probably definitely is referring to me, you know, English uh, is not my, mm. I mean, not even my second language, so yeah. it's probably like in, like the first language. Um, and it was not, you know, writing essay was never my best, uh, uh, you know, like my preferred uh, subject at school. So like I was always hating to write something. Uh, for me, math was much better. So, but coming to you is... Um, like, do you position yourself as a copywriter, marketer, or as a salesperson? Yeah, I don't. I don't do sales training as such. Um, but there is a whole lot, a lot of sales in what I do, right? Just that that's just the way it is. Because so, um, the functions of marketing and copywriting are to make a sale. So they're, they're very, very closely interwoven. Although if someone says, I, I need to do sales training, I've got a couple of people I know I can put you in touch with, right? I'm not the sales trainer person. Um, so yeah, they're, they're very closely linked, but they're not, they're not the same thing per se. 
Yeah, yeah, look, I understand. Um, so uh, regarding your journey and your family, your kids, um, uh, so what, the, what was the reaction when you were moving out of school and starting this new journey? Um, how they were supporting you and uh, uh, what they're doing now? And uh, what is, have you achieved the goal and the scope of what you've been doing? Yeah, really, really interesting question. The, the, one of the key things for me was I had a very supportive wife. Um, and, her, you know, her, her basic um, stance was, well, if you think you need to do that, then you need to go and do that because you, you can't live your life unhappy. And so having, having that support was really important because there, there have been, um, you know, there, there, there have been tough times. I, I would love to say, Lubo, that, gee, look, look at me, I'm perfect. Everything has worked out really, really well and there have been no mistakes, right? But that's not the reality. You know, I mean, life and success is not linear. Um, we have our ups and downs. And, um, you know, it's a matter of being able to bounce back from the, when you have those downs that inevitably come. In terms of my kids, um, I, I saw a lot more of them from the point of view I was able to take them to school and pick them up. So they were seeing a lot more of dad than they did when they were smaller, you know, and that was a really nice thing, um, you know. And so we were also able to um, do a lot more traveling with them and things like that, um, you know, not having, not having a capped income um, was really, really advantageous as well. Um, you know, so there are, in terms of flexibility and freedom and, um, opportunities without a capped income, the kids certainly, um, that they weren't complaining. Let me put it that way. If that makes sense. Yeah, look, uh, absolutely. Like, again, like, uh, I love when people are getting more freedom and uh, I love when they're spending time with, with kids. So, I mean, look. Again, this is my personal approach as well. So, like, I really uh, appreciate that you are saying this, and, and I'm, and look, I'm glad that you, like, uh, both your family, your kids, had an opportunity to spend time with you, and uh, and you as well uh, spend time with them. So, it's it's an amazing uh, amazing experience. Um, in terms of like a, like a, probably like a like you know like a short term and mid term and long term goals. Uh, and scope like this what in better scope we are discussing um, scope of your life sco uh, scope of what you're doing so where are you today have you achieved your goal are you still in the journey um, and what is your scope of your life and your business mm -hmm. i i have so the, my bigger goal back in the day was to become a professional writer and so i I have achieved that. So from that baseline of being a professional writer, it was then more and more thing. You know, COVID, COVID took a took a toll on my business. You know, like it did on many people. So that the gift out of all of that though was it allowed me and had me to reset, think what I want to do for the next ten years. Um, and so, in amongst all the pain and the the sickness of COVID, was a you know, it was a good. It was a good thing. It enabled me to to publish a couple of books, um, and also reset who I want to serve and do. Um, so, am I am I achieving my goals? Well, yes. The bigger one was to be the professional writer, um, but I won't say that. Like I said, not a, I'm a perfect being. So there are things that um, haven't gone. Um, 
There are things that have gone really well. And like everyone, I'm a work in progress, but I'm certainly looking at the moment to the next about five years. And I've got some things yeah, fairly firmly in place about what I want to achieve. Um, but it's a, case, it's a case of watch this space, right? Because no one has a crystal ball. Yeah. Yeah, look, uh, sounds good. Like, and it's okay. Of course, like it's, we're not able to predict uh, our future, but it's good to have uh, goals and uh, plans and, and the scope. Um, so tell me uh, a bit about your books. What kind of books you've written and uh, uh, for whom are those books and what kind of benefits uh, re readers of the books can get? So the, the first book I published was, it's called Finding You. It was published under my first two names, Steve and Vincent. They're my first two, my, my Christian name and my middle name. Um, and that was a book of poems. And it was a lot of, uh, there are a lot of self-reflective poems, um, very personal. Um, and during that, um, that difficult COVID period, that brought a lot of, um, I think, things out of me in terms of things that I hadn't addressed. Um, and um, people, people either don't like that book because it's too confronting or they love the book because it's too confronting, right? So it forces them to look in at their own selves. So, um, you know, that one sold copies across Australia, in the UK, New Zealand, the US. Um, and it's a, it's a very personal one though, you know, um, and that, that was my first book and that was a very special moment. And that was actually mentioned before about goals. One of my goals has been to be an author. Um, and I've, I've, I've been author twice now. The second one would be is um, Influential Marketer. Um, that's my business-related book published under my first and, and so um, it came here in 2023. Um, and that's a, a, a daily tip book. You can see how thick it is. It's a daily tip book about business and marketing and copywriting and mindset success secrets. So you can read it. Um, very easily. It's not a linear book, um, you know, so it's just got get the angle right there of the, you know, one one thing a day that you can read in a couple of minutes because I understand how busy everyone is, how we're bombarded with information. And, um, you know, a lot of people are loving the fact that it's very different like that and it's got practical tips that they can apply. And I'll just give you an example. Um, I was speaking yesterday and I was telling the crowd about the book and one lady put her hand up and she said, um, oh, look, I just want to say I've got Steve's book. I used it to um, send a couple of emails and my email rates have you know, skyrocketed and I'm getting really good response from my emails. And so from a practical point of view, the book has been a really good help um, for small businesses. And, you know, I mean, I guess selfishly, it's it's been a, another way that I've achieved a, another goal of, of being... Um, a published author. So, yeah, they're, they're, it's interesting when you ask that, Lubo, I, I hadn't really, you know, and you asked about goals. It, it didn't really occur to me quite um, at the top of my consciousness about, yeah, I actually really did always want to be an author. For, for whatever, I don't know why, it was a burning thing. And my goodness, why did I put it off till I was 50? You know, like, you know if, if I could pass on, um, you know, a, a big message for for anyone, um, not from any point of great wisdom and and higher being or anything that I, I. It's more just from lived experience. You know, don't don't do what I did. Don't wait too long. Don't wait till you're fifty to publish the book, to start the business, to to travel the world. To you know, I, there's our time. Everyone, I know it's a cliche. Our time here is short on this earth, but 
yeah, don't don't wait. You know that that would be if there's one takeaway, just you know, publish the book, write the play, um, you know, visit the opera, what, whatever it is that you want to do. Just you know, yeah, don't don't delay. You know because it, yeah, and thank you thank you for asking that because that really that I, <laughs> I I don't I don't know that I've actually publicly stated that before. That yeah, that was that was a dream to to be an author, and I've I've done it twice. I'll probably do it one or two more times too before. You know, before I leave this this mortal coil. So, um, yeah, that, that's a big one. Thank you for bringing that up. I appreciate it. No, no worries, still, You know, like uh, if you can see in our logo, we can have a microscope, and this is where we are digging a bit mm. deeper in what is your scope and what is uh, mm. what you're doing, why you're doing. So, like it's, uh, I think it's a great reflections uh, why you have started this. Um, I know about your last uh, uh, last book with uh, a lot of tips and examples of copywriting. Uh, so who is this book for and who will help uh, this book? Uh, the, um, the Influential Marketer, um, really, really anyone in business, anyone who is in business or sells anything, right? Anyone who uses written words to persuade people will get um, value out of it. So I have copywriting tips in there. You know, as I mean, the lady who um, who yesterday put her hand up yesterday at the event I was speaking at, and um, and anyone in sales even. I mean, I speak in on one page about a concept called the that you've got to know in sales, you've got to know your PNR, your point of no return. That's a a pilot term for when they're um, when a pilot is taking off down the, uh, down the runway, they get to a certain point where there's not enough runway for them to stop. So they've got to go through the takeoff process, right? And in sales, if you know your customer's point of no return, that can help you engineer things to do as much as you can to get that customer to that point. And Quick example, if you're, you know, us men don't shop very well, right? We don't shop often. We don't shop very well mostly. Um, so if you can get a man to try on a jacket, right, he's 80% the way to buying that jacket, right? Whereas a guy normally wouldn't spend. So what is the equivalent in people's businesses, I ask, with that, that entry of the point of no return? What is that point of getting the guy to try the jacket on? What does that mean for your business? What is that point where you get them to a certain point and they're about an eighty percent chance of buying, right? And that's that, that, so. I, I get you to think deeply, I guess, about about your business, about sales, about how you're showing up with words in the marketplace. Yeah, look, uh, thank you. I, you know, like uh, for me again, like uh, as a. Uh, probably hating in the childhood to write something and uh, again not having the uh, english or the my um, native language so like it's uh, definitely will help and probably will help mm. to some other similar uh, entrepreneurs and business owners that are trying to do uh, i mean even to you know if they not, do not have such kind of copywriters like you or they not a, they do not have mm. like a big sales team uh, but uh, this should help them to increase uh, their, uh, not only the revenue, but as well like uh, internal satisfactions why, are doing, why they're doing what they're doing. Um, yes. So yeah, th thank you for this. Um, I'm also asking my guests about, you know, I know that you live in the very nice place in Sunshine Coast. Mm -hmm. uh, what about the planet? What about the climate change? What is your feeling and uh, are you doing anything in in 
uh, this area regarding the environmental protection or maybe you're dealing with some businesses that are involved in this area? No, I don't write for any businesses right now per se about um, about environmental protection, although I do have a client who um, imports machines from Italy that actually, <clears throat> excuse me, um, using heat and blades cut up the like normal garbage waste that reduces the amount of landfill. It's a really interesting concept. So you throw your your um your household garbage in it, right? And push a button, it does its thing, hums away. Ten minutes later you pull the drawer out and you can put your hand in there and pick up this fine RDF it's called RDF. What's that? Um reusable something refuge or something like that it's i can't remember what it is but it's a it's it's like the you know the, the the fluff in the vacuum cleaner that's what it's most like and so that is a really interesting concept because we all know how how difficult infield is right and we're running out of spaces to be our rubbish so i helped them um, with the launch of their product in australia here and but that was that was probably six or 12 months ago i don't have any direct clients um, in the environmental space, you know, right now, that was the, that was one. It was a really interesting um, exercise, just researching that how that thing works, the benefits to the environment. You know, I mean, because businesses get charged waste disposal fees and all of those sorts of things. There's more trucks on the road if you can just. And it was it was simple because I took a when he was showing me the the product, the machine. I actually took a couple of bags of household waste, you know, just from our under our sink, tied up a couple of plastic bags of our our garbage, took it in there and chucked it in, and ten minutes later pulled out the drawer, and I'm just going, that was my waste, and it's just this fluffy stuff that um, is is combustible, is um, can be turned into pellets as fuel. Um, fascinating, a fascinating product, and they use them. Several navies around the world use those machines on their ships, um, so they're not dumping waste into the sea. So, yeah, fascinating product. Yeah. Yeah. Look, uh, it's very interesting story, uh, Steve. And um, uh, tell me a bit more about your current clients. I I understand that you've been helping a big uh, ISX listed companies, but uh, who is your today's client that you are helping to improve their business? Yeah, so I, I I basically serve two two different segments of the the market through um, my my book and my small group program is the smaller businesses. Um, so people you know who just own a store or run their own business from home, they many of them um, ask for help, and so I, I provide those two things on a on a smaller basis. Most of um, most of my time though is spent. Um, with bigger businesses and working for, you know, they're probably million dollar plus companies. They're, you know, I've got a client at the moment that's got more than 500 employees. Um, you know, they're down in South Australia. Um, <clears throat> another client I'm, I'm working with is um, sells to, excuse me, sells to high net worth individuals. Um, you know, so they're, they're quite a, they're a small firm, but they, have um big ticket items that they sell so um those those bigger businesses that mostly b2b some b2c but mostly b2c that need to get around the gate um to, to reach the ceo or to reach the decision maker that's where a lot of my work and a lot of my strategy and a lot of my my words 
is geared towards? How can we get other businesses to engage with you in a way that's different? Um, because here's the thing, though, in a lot of big businesses, people, the leaders of businesses, CEOs, they're not scrolling through Facebook. You know, they don't they don't respond to a lead magnet and a traditional marketing funnel. So we look for different ways of of getting around their gatekeeper and getting directly to them. Um, and you know, that can be a lot of fun creatively as well as um, um, you know, sometimes it's not a, not an easy task as well. But that's uh, that's the biggest chunk of my work is is working with those bigger businesses. Yeah, you know? and across different. Um, across different niches, different locations. I have a, a company client at the moment that sells farm sheds, big farm sheds to, um, you know, to farms in South Australia, for instance. That's that's another example, so. Hmm. Okay, well, like interesting topic and definitely again, like I'm not uh, in this copywriting world. Um, so um, are there any tips that you would like to give to someone uh, that can find their better scope. Yeah, I want to start with this one, Lubo, and I know this sounds really woo-woo, but it's also very practical. Words are spells. Words are spells. And so my challenge to you is to, to ask the question, what are you spelling into your life? What are you creating in your life by the words that you use? And the words that you use start in your head. You know, we've all got that that voice in our head, all got the voice in our head. And is that voice telling us positive things? Is that telling us negative things? So it starts with us individually, you know, words are spells. What words are you using with yourself? What words are you using with your, your spouse, your partner? What words are you using with your kids? What words are you using with your staff? What words are you using with your clients, your prospects, your customers? So that's the first thing. Words are spells. What are you spelling or creating in your world by the words that you use? I know that sounds really woo-woo, but if you just think about that, it's kind of, oh. And, and if I put it in terms of like this, if you're saying, oh, gosh, I'm so tired, I'm, I feel so down, I feel so sick, what result are you going to get in life? You're going to feel tired and sick and run down and da-da-da-da-da. So what words, what spells are you creating in your life? Interesting concept, right? Yeah, look, uh, um, thank you for bringing this. And uh, I, I really think this, you you know, like you're absolutely right. And again, it's a, another reflection on me right now. But yes, like it's uh, uh, it's how you are, what is your behavior and how you are talking with your, uh, not only your uh, friends, kids, but as well uh, with your employees and with your colleagues. So this is really important. So like, uh, um, yeah, th thank you for bringing this, um, uh, Stephen. And thank you very much for coming to Better Scope podcast. So it's uh, really glad uh, to having you and sharing your experience, sharing your journey uh, yeah. and sharing some tips for someone else. If, if I could just do, I only did one there. If I can give you the other two just to finish off. Yeah. yeah. So oh, yeah, of course. When, when, whenever you're marketing to someone, make sure your headline is really strong. So it might be your subject line or it might be the headline in an ad or your first line in a social media post. That's got to be really strong, right? Because if you if that's not strong, then they will click off and go somewhere else. So that's number two, make sure your headline's really strong. And the third one is if you are selling something, make sure you, it's a really strong and interesting offer because if it's a weak offer, you get a weak response. So really put your customer first and think, how can I make my offer um, 
special for them and a bargain for them with obviously you you've got to make money as well because you're in business but weak offer weak response how can you make your offer strong so you get a strong response so they're my they're my three words are spells make your headlines really 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 good attention getting and make sure your offer is really strong well, now it's much, much better, Stephen. Uh, thank you very much for your tips. Uh, all three of them are quite valuable for me, and I think it will be quite valuable for all the listeners. And uh, thank you very much, Steve, for uh, coming to BetterScope podcast and sharing your experience and your BetterScope. Pleasure, Lubo. And hopefully you and your listeners got something out of that. It's been my pleasure. So, Steve, uh, I... I really enjoyed our conversation. So it was my pleasure having uh, uh, here. Uh, so why uh, listeners should come to BetterScope and listen to you? All right. Well, as you know, Lubo, at the end, um, three words that can change your life. We talk about that in a little bit of depth at the end. So if you, you're interested in people's journeys and, and how, how to look within yourself and make changes in your life, I, mean, I share my story, which... Um, you know, it could be inspiring for you, but the key thing is those three things, those three words we talk about at the end, which can be life-changing for you. Thanks for joining us at BetterScope. If you like this content, be sure to like it, share it, and subscribe. See you next time on BetterScope.